back to another episode of Law Schoolers. As I mentioned before, we're going to be going through all the secure transaction stuff before I move on to any other course. Um, that may change a little bit, not much, but oh, we'll, we'll see how much I uh, make it through. But today we're going to be giving an overview of the different elements of a secure transaction. So secure transactions, as we talked about in the last episode, they're primary consensual primarily consensual. That means that most of the time people consent to have these liens and put on some of their collateral. This is typically going to comprise of a three-step process. First, the security agreement must attach to the collateral. Second, the secure party must save their place in line, so to speak, by perfecting the security interest. And third, attachment imperfection help establish priority. Uh, so this is a matter of which place in line, there's a priority between the creditors if the debtor ends up defaulting. And there is the fourth element as well, and this is just about enforcing the secured interest, because obviously what's the point of getting a secured interest if you can't enforce it? So before I get into more of those principles, attachment, perfection, and priority, and then also enforcement. There are some key individuals that we need to talk about, and I mentioned the, these individuals in the last episode, but key individuals include the debtor. This is the person who has an interest in the debt, according to uh, UCC 9102A28. Uh, a debtor is a person having an interest other than the security interest or other lien in the collateral, whether or not the person is an obligor. So, you have an interest in the collateral. That's what makes a debtor. Now, this also says that you can be an obligor. You don't have to be an obligor, but you can be an obligor. According to the A59, an obligor is a person that, with respect to an obligation secured by a security interest in an agricultural lien on the collateral, I owes payment or is otherwise accountable for the obligation. So, in other words, the obligor is the person who is accountable to pay back the money on the loan, on the lien, whatever that may be. The third person that is key in this situation is also going to be the creditor. This is the in individual who has the security interest and who is owed the money. Okay, so let's talk about attachment and what attachment requires and what it generally is. Attachment is going to occur between the secured party and the debtor. So Article 9, uh, Section 203A and B explains the procedure for attachment and enforceability of that attachment. According to B, so 9203B, attachment can only be enforced if three elements are satisfied. First, the security agreement meets special requirements. So for our purposes, the special requirement is going to be that the debtor has an authenticated security agreement that provides a description of the collateral. We'll get more into that in future episodes. Second is that there needs to be value given. This is going to often be contractual consideration. And third, that the debtor has rights in the collateral and the power to transfer those rights to a third party or rather to the secured party. 
So those are our three elements. You need to have an authenticated security agreement. There needs to be value provided. And there needs to be rights in the collateral, or at least the debtor have rights in the collateral, because you can't give away what you don't have. So what does attachment, so to speak, attach to? Well, it has to attach to something, and this is our different types of collateral. So you can have three main categories of collateral. You can have goods, you can have intangibles, and you can have quasi-intangibles. And there's subcategories underneath each of these. For goods, there are consumer goods, equipment, farm products, and inventory. For intangibles, you have accounts, deposit accounts, general intangibles, some investment property, and then commercial tort claims. And quasi-intangibles, so in other words, kind of a mix between goods and intangibles, are going to be chattel paper instruments, sorry, chattel paper, instruments, documents of title, and then some investment property. Okay, so that's attachment. You got those three elements, and they have to attach to some type of collateral. Now, perfection is going to be between the secured party versus the secured party. This is just to inform other potential creditors who has an interest in the collateral that has the security interest. So we're no longer talking about the relationship between debtors and creditors. We are talking about the relationship between creditor and potential creditor. So perfection requires two things. One, you need to have attached. And two, they need to have a perfection step. Really straightforward elements right there. Attachment, you just run through analysis. Did we meet those three elements? And then a perfection step. Article 9, Section 9308 A and B outlines five methods to establish a perfection step. The first step and the most common step is going to be finance, filing a financing statement with the government. The second is going to be taking possession. Third is going to be taking control. Uh, typically, the difference between possession and control is you can possess tangible, but you have to control intangible. Now, four, there could be other perfection laws. And the five, sometimes there are automatic perfection things that can occur as well. And we'll get into those more when we talk about perfection. So now priority. So priority is going to be the relationship between two creditors that have a security interest in the same collateral. And it's going to be who wins in this situation. Who gets first dibs if the debtor ends up defaulting? Well, there are three main potential rules depending on whether or not parties have first attached or first or perfected. Our first rule is that when both parties are going to be unperfected, the first to attach wins. So both parties are unperfected. If one has not attached, well, then you don't even have a security agreement. But if you're taking the time when the first one attached, well, then that's going to be the winner. But if one party is perfected, and the other party is unperfected, well, then the perfected party is going to win. That's the second rule. And then the third rule is that if both parties are perfected, the first to either file a financing statement or the first to perfect is going to win. And we'll talk more about those rules when we get to perfection. There's lots of exceptions to these priority rules, and that is just the general rules. Again, we'll talk about that more when we get to perfection. 
and then enforcement obviously is after the default and the debtor defaults then the creditor is going to be entitled to remove the collateral from the possession of the debtor and they can sell it and then use those funds to cover up the debt not cover up but to satisfy the debt there are going to be two main types of enforcement you can have judicial and non-judicial both are authorized and by article 9 if you do non-judicial uh, which most creditors do because it's cheaper and it's often faster you need to do so without breaching the peace and we'll get more into that when we talk about enforcement so that is our overview of secure transactions you've got a creditor who loans money to the obligor who could also be the debtor the debtor is the individual who has a security in, well it's not who has a security interest but who has an interest other than a security interest in the collateral we talked about the different types of collateral with attachment the rules for attachment we talked about perfection and the relationships that uh, you may have with other potential creditors obviously perfection is just to give notice to other potential creditors and the priority is going to be who has first dibs and the rules with that and then finally we talked about how enforcement works after the debtor defaults just to give a bird's eye view of how secure transactions work before we get into all the little nuanced rules related to secure transactions. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is, if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.